We measure inflation as a personal consumption index, PCE price index. We estimate the Inflation Reduction Act will produce very small increases in inflation for the next few years, up to 0.05% points in 2024. So they're saying this is actually going to increase inflation right. for the next two years. Oh my gosh. Right? We estimate a 0.25 percentage point fall in PCE index by the late 2020s. Yeah, well, I mean, Inflation Reduction it. Act, we are at 9.1% inflation right now, and your best business school in the country, and right. the one you said, the study you decided, have both said this is not even good. If anything, it's going to increase inflation, not decrease. And the, and the reason why is just what we heard in the beginning. Right. We have literally printed more government money mm-hmm. while we were doing this. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Higher Standard Podcast, where we give you ultra-premium, unfiltered truth when it comes to building your wealth and curating the lifestyle of your dreams. No games, no drama, and no shenanigans. I am your host, Chris Nahibi, and I'm here to help you distill the immense amount of information and disinformation out there on the interwebs and give you the opportunity to choose a higher standard for yourself. There are no gurus here, and no one gives a damn about how wealthy you look. I'm an attorney and a banker, amongst other things. Does that mean you should listen to me? Hell no. This is just full disclosure that while we talk about money, wealth, law, investing, and a lot of related topics, you should always speak to your own advisors for an opinion tailored to your unique investment perspective. I am obligated to tell you that nothing contained in this show is in fact legal or investment advice and is being provided solely for entertainment purposes. So sit back, Relax your mind and get ready for a different kind of podcast where we elevate your baseline in crispy, high-resolution audio. This isn't a different standard. It's the higher standard. Hello, everyone. This is once again the higher standard. I am your host, Chris, and that over there is your favorite host, Saeed. Always got to be something. So... This week, more than most weeks, we got a shit ton of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Not the least of which is kind of what you brought up last time we talked about the inflation bill that just passed. Right. T- titled the Inflation Reduction Act. Reduction Act. I always fucked pa- it up. Passed over the weekend. Inflation Reduction Act. Mm-hmm. Passed over the weekend and Saeed called in the previous show. The House only needed 50 votes. They got 50. It was 50 to 50. Mm-hmm. And then out of fucking nowhere, rare appearance, the Loch Ness monster, <laughs> our vice president shows up to break the tiebreaker and to get this thing passed. Right. Zero Republicans voted for this. Zero. <laughs> Zero like, <laughs> why? Right. <Yeah. laughs> this got passed right before the midterms in November and ultimately the election in November of 24. So before we jump into this and I tell you how fucking terrible this thing is. Mm-hmm. Let's take a, a minute to pause and listen to Nobel Prize winning economist Milton Friedman explaining the causes of inflation. Spoiler alert, it's not us. Inflation is made in Washington because only Washington can create money. And any other attribution of, to other groups of inflation is wrong. Consumers don't produce it. Producers don't produce it. The trade unions don't produce it. Foreign sheiks don't produce it. Oil imports don't produce it. What produces it is too much government spending and too much government creation of money and nothing else. 
Too much government spending and too much government creation of money and nothing else. Nothing else. When was that recorded? In the late 70s? That was a long ass time long ago. Second, yeah, but it, was, it still rings true today. Still rings true to this day because inflation is inflation. The, the definitions, mm-hmm. unless you change them, like the White House and the recessionary economy definition, mm-hmm. they don't change. Right. So his statement is absolutely dead on accurate. And while the Fed has two jobs, job number one, control inflation, monetary policy, and job number two, unemployment, right. keep jobs healthy. Yeah. To our surprise... The unemployment number came out at 3.5%, or 3.5%, one tick down from 3.6%, what it was. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people hit me up in the DMs immediately and was like, hey, you guys are wrong. Yeah. And I was <laughs> First like, time. How many times, we're not wrong. Yeah. How many times have we said that employment is a lagging indicator? Right. I think people thought that just because it happened in July, they're like, oh, so the next month we're going to... A lagging indicator is not a half a month later. Hey, remember those uh, all those companies that we said in a previous episode not too long ago that yeah. laid off jobs? Hey, those were in August. Yeah, they were all in, they were <laughs> so, all in August. So a yeah. uh, July report for me means nothing. So employers added 528,000 jobs in July, according to the Labor Department, a significant acceleration from the previous month. Job gains for May and June were also revised upward by a total of 28,000 jobs. While the unemployment rate fell to that 3.5% number I talked about. And this is where it got interesting. I, I started to dissect it a little bit. But before we go too far down the unemployment thing, I think the inflation conversation as it relates to this particular act is important because what we just did mm-hmm. is make inflation worse. The yeah. government is now printing more money, not to give to you, to me, to everybody else. The government is giving it to itself. Right. You know, and, and what what they're trying to say is... That it's going to create, you know, $300 billion in surplus, which will, quote unquote, lower inflation. But uh, the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, right, which provides Congress with objective, nonpartisan and timely information analysis and estimates related to federal and economic budgetary decisions, came out and said that this will be negligible. This will be negligible at best. I got one better for you. Okay. This is not planned. So this is kind of ironic that both of us went down the same path. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm a big Wharton fan. They're the number one business school in Pennsylvania. Right. So they they kind of did a full breakdown and analysis on the key benefits of this whole thing. So j- just for everybody's edification, there's a couple different bullet points we can hit real quick. Okay. This is an extension of the expanded ACA subsidiaries. Basically extends temporary expansion of premium tax credits through 2025. The expansion, which offers eligibility to households above 400% of the poverty line, is scheduled to expire at the end of 2022 under the current law. So it just extends what was already there. No biggie. Right. Climate and energy provisions, a lot of solar stuff, a lot of car stuff here. It's, it's really a climate bill more than it is an inflation bill. Right. But they labeled it inflation bill. I yeah. want to get into that yeah, because exactly. there's a reason for this. Minimum tax on corporations now 15% with all corporations with at least a billion in income. But there, there's a huge thing there, too, that we can there unpack is. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a huge benefit and there, there's exemptions private, there. Private equity. Companies. Yeah, private equity got carved out. And there was a huge funny sentence about this. So effectively, private equity is not going to be subject to this. And the pitch that the Dems are making is that private equity contributes a tremendous amount to the labor market and jobs. They also just happen to be a massive donor to the Dem party. Well, this was car- this was carved out like in the 11th hour. Oh, yeah. They were, they were scrambling, scrambling to get this done. Scrambling to get this done is one yeah. of those things that just got changed and tweaked. Mm-hmm. Prescription drug price reform sounds all sexy and everything else, but I don't really know about that. But IRS funding. Getting that stimmy. 
Getting that stimmy. $80 billion over the next decade for the IRS. Mm-hmm. $45 billion of that. More than half is going to enforcement because the IRS believes they can get $200 billion more from you, the consumer, which was Saeed put me on alert with last week. That's the reason why I looked into this. I never thought in a million years this would get traction. Mm-hmm. And I hate saying that you're right and you call this shit. This was yeah. not even on my radar till you brought this shit up. Right. I mean, that would create a net profit for them of like $124 billion. Oh, I mean, it's, it's disgusting, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So Wharton predicts, right? They previously provided an es- estimates of the Build Back Better Act on inflation. Estimating the impact of the current Inflation Reduction Act on inflation is challenged by the smaller size of the program's spending and taxes relative to the overall U.S. economy. For these estimates, Wharton uses an impulse response model that is standard in economics and subject to our own model limitations, blah, 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 blah. Right. You ready? Yep. You're going to love this. So we measure inflation as a personal consumption index, PCE price index. We estimate the Inflation Reduction Act will produce very small increases in inflation for the next few years up to 0.5%. 0.5 percent points in 2024 so they're saying this is actually going to increase inflation right for the next two years oh my gosh right we estimate a 0.25 percentage point fall in pce index by the late 2020s yeah well i mean inflation reduction it. act we are at 9.1 percent inflation right now and your best business school in the country and right. the one you said the study you decided have both said this is not even good if anything it's going to increase inflation not decrease and the, and the reason why is just what we heard in the beginning right we've literally printed more government money mm-hmm. while we were doing this yeah while we're doing it and think about it like the the avenues that they're taking to reduce inflation they're spending money. It's going to take time for these things. Let's just say, give them the benefit of the doubt. Say it would even work. It's going to take so much time for it to come into fruition. A tremendous amount of time. So I have a theory. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is not, this is not a conspiracy theory. This is just, I, you and I were really frustrated by the fact that, that everybody was fighting against the ideology of this being a recessionary economy. The Fed came out and said, this is not a recession. Yeah. Everybody was labeling it different things. And the White House put out this statement. I truly believe this was why. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, the Dems try to pass a bill as an Inflation Reform Act? Re- inflation Reduction, reduction Act. Act. I can't yeah. get the thing right. The Inflation Reduction They try to pass this Inflation Reduction Act as something related to the economy. Yeah, exactly. It has like no benefit like, to look, the economy. We're, we're, make, we're making moves to help the economy. There, there's no benefit here. So $500 billion, right? I think that's how much money is being spent. Ask yourself this question. $385 of it is going to climate change. $385? $385 billion. <laughs> I was going to say, that's not a $385 billion Which is, is the going largest, to come in. It is, I read this earlier today. It's the largest like set aside for climate change we've ever had in history. So, I mean, but short of what I think the Dems wanted of like over lab- 500. Yeah, you're labeling it that. I mean, I mean, go ahead. You could twist it. And this is why we, we don't like to talk about politics on here because it's a nasty, nasty game. Well, it, it's, it's the problem is you really can't prove what someone else is thinking and you can't prove what a party is doing. So mm-hmm. as much as it's not really data driven. Right. We can't really prove out the logic behind this. I would love to have Benji Backer. We had him on the show a while back and he, you know, he, he really does this for a living. He's really about climate change and, and the environment in general. I would love to hear how satisfied he is with this passing. Right. Because I can't imagine this is truly what we think it is because there's some environmental impact stuff here that I think is well, I favorable. Mean, but Not going down this path too far, but based on the, all the things that they were running on, 
the Dems were running on uh, leading up to the election. This is a scale back to what they said that they were going to. Oh, do. yeah. They so, didn't get anywhere near. But yeah. here's here's I mean, if you're the Dem- Dems, right, and you're going into the midterms in late November and you're saying to yourself, we got to get something on the, on the on the board that even shows we made some progress. Right. This is their last minute, 11th hour attempt at that. And I would say it's not really successful. And frankly, as our economist friend alluded to in the beginning of the show, you've now taken an economy where we've printed money, way too much money for too long. Right. And now you pass a bill which prints essentially the same amount of money for, that we did for stimulus again. I mean, yeah, even a little bit more, right? Even cases, a little bit more yeah. in certain certain cases. So, and then what are we doing on top of that? We're also adding a lot of audits and tax reform. And granted, the IRS needs to help, but their annual budget, as you you, you know pointed out last time, thirteen point mm-hmm. seven uh, billion. Right. This is eighty billion dollars. And then think about it this way: Why carve out the private equity companies? Well, because they're you know, the that's a donors. four yeah. tr- that's a four trillion dollar industry, and I, I think it was it said mm-hmm. it was estimated to save that industry. $35 billion over the next 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Think about that. Yeah, like, why carve them out? Because they're major, major donors to the Dems. Yeah. That, that's just a known quantity. No mm-hmm. one's challenging that. So I think there's a lot that people can try to unpack from this as far as what their politics are and what everybody's voting on. But I'll tell you straight up right away, if you think this helps what the Fed is doing and helps the economy, you are widely mistaken. I mean, this 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 is not even close right. to good for inflation. Don't get, don't get fooled by the names of these things. Yeah, this yeah. is not an inflation benefit to the economy. This won't even in, impact inflation as we see it by, by a significant degree for decades. And if even that, meanwhile, the Fed's trying to challenge inflation right now. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, Wednesday this week. Yes. On the 10th of August mm-hmm. is the new CPI. CPI index. But now I'm also hearing that um, the Fed and everyone's now looking at the PCE report. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. It's, so is that they always looked at that or is it more? Because like. They've always looked at PCE but everyone as a true indicator talks, of inflation. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but they're talking about, everyone's talking about CPI, CPI, CPI. But then now they're looking well, at. Well, CPI, CPI is just one of the numbers reported. So keep in mind, this is, this is where the Fed, I think, gets it wrong. Mm-hmm. is they tell everybody there's other factors, but they don't really cite what their litmus test for that is. So if you want to look at PCE versus, you know, inflation, you want to say you want to look at core inflation. Okay, fine. Right. But tell us what your target metrics for that are. Right. Say, okay, we're at 9.1 inflation by CPI as example. We want to see that get down. I heard uh, on the All In podcast, Chamath made a very like interesting statement and I haven't had the chance to, to research it regarding inflation, but he said that every time the inf- inflation has gone above 5, 5%, uh-huh that in order to get below 5%, the Fed had to raise their Fed funds rate to, to matching 5% to get it back below that. It's kind of been like the litmus it's test. It's always been that way? It's okay. always been like, anytime wow. it goes above 5%, the Fed has to get to 5% or more to drop it below 5% it. in history. I have to look in that, into that, but that's that's been something he's said on every single podcast, last five or six podcasts I've listened to, and I haven't had the chance to I'm hearing, really And I'm hearing that. more and more proje- projections of uh, the Fed increasing it another 75 basis points as opposed to what they've... People so, have been saying 50 basis points. Goddamn, solid segue. Pound that out, bro. Good You're job. Welcome. All yeah. right, so the reason why that's critical is everybody's coming back with this jobs thing saying, ah, you guys are wrong. Ah, you yeah. don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And I keep pointing to that saying, like, that's a huge problem. I mean, so keep, it, keep in mind, the Fed has effectively August off, and then September, there's another Fed meeting. Mm-hmm. We're going to have updated information for not one, but two months as it relates to inflation. So maybe maybe right. they'll get lucky and there'll be a dent in inflation. So I personally don't believe we're going to see Some a dent. better data on that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's going to be a dent in inflation. I, I think if anything, it's going to stay very stagnant, maybe bump up. If anything, I don't think it's going to go down. Okay. Yeah. My personal guess based on what I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. That being said, 
And that is not official prediction, just, just so everybody knows. I mean, there's too many rogue variables right now. Right. That being said, everybody's pointing to this jobs number as, oh my God, this is going to make the Fed way more hawkish. September was largely pegged to be a 50 basis point increase, but that right now with what we're seeing. So the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics has a specific definition of, quote, unemployment for the determination of this percentage. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You may be older than the age of 16. You must be older than the age of 16 and available to work full time during the past four weeks. Oh. But count to be counted as unemployed, you must. And there's a but here coming. I'm going to save it for the end. You must have actively looked for work during the same time period. So you have to have actively looked for work during the last four weeks, right? right? If you haven't, then you know you're not you're not considered unemployed. <laughs> the only exception is being temporarily laid off and waiting to be called back for a specific job. However, there is an additional exception if you've been looking for a job for more than one year. So if you haven't looked, for, if you haven't actively looked for a job in the last four weeks, yeah, look for a job more than one year. There's all these carve outs that, that have been added to the unemployment number over time that really make that, that number kind of narrow. For example, the unemployment rate was 14 to 24.8% during the Great Depression. Wow. So pretty wide range. Yeah. Other than the Great Depression, the only year after that that ended up with an unemployment rate above 10% was 1982 when it was 10.8%. Another recessionary economy. Right. Unemployment statistics show that the rate was 4.2% as of November 2021, and it has reached 14.8% in April 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic, but had fallen to 67 by year's end. Right. So I look at that as an exception in that the COVID pandemic was such a weird thing. We were trying to prevent people from going out. We had this weird stimulus that paid them more money to be unemployed. So that's why that number ticked up so high. Right. But everybody keeps pointing to this unemployment number as, as an indicator. And I'll tell you, every recessionary economy, we said it before in the podcast, I, say, I think every time at this point, this is a lagging indicator during the great recession during every recessionary economy i've ever seen unemployment ticks up over the months going into it and actually peaks usually after the recessionary economy is over right and we've touched on that so the fact that we're at 3.5 percent a historical low and a lot of different milestone points that's not good that's bad and the, and the fed's going to say they can be way more hawkish and possibly 75 basis points if this cpi number comes out and there's not a big dent in it which i don't believe there will be right I don't know how the Fed's going to back off of possibly not another uh, another 75 basis points. Yeah, I agree. I, I completely agree. And you can only expect this. I mean, we've touched on a few companies that have already started this process. And look, you don't expect companies to just come out the gate and just start laying off, you know, bottom 10% or whatever. But it, this is going to trickle down. It's going to take some time. It will. And the Fed got lucky with the September date. But I think there's so much more to be unpacked here. So there, there's some credit stuff that's been come up recently that I want to get into before we get into the housing stuff. But I am not a Kathy Woods fan. Mm-hmm. Kathy Woods at ARK Investments, uh, she's they've made some interesting calls. I'm not necessarily her biggest fan. And I don't agree with what she's about to say. And I'm going to play this clip for you guys in just a second. But I do agree with some of it. And this is one of those weird, weird instances where I can t- kind of see where she's coming from. But I, I also don't agree. But I think what she's highlighting here is something that we should all be cognizant of. Ready? Yep. All right, let's jump in. We believe we're in a recession. Uh, two consecutive quarters of real GDP declines is is the beginning of that definition. Uh, three consecutive months of declines in leading indicators, uh, which we have now, uh, would suggest the same. We see an inverted yield curve, and that, of course, uh, is also a warning sign. I think our point of view is that this is going to be a severe inventory recession, but we don't, we didn't have the systemic excesses 
um, like we like we did uh, pre 0809 in the mortgage market. Uh, so it's an inventory recession here. And while most economists are saying, oh, OK, the inverted yield curve points to a recession maybe next year, uh, we believe we'll be coming out of it next year. OK, so I agree with her that we are already in recession. Right. We said that on the podcast we, we a million times. It, yeah. Now, I don't know. She says inventory type recession. I think, I think what she's trying to say is supply side issue. Yeah. I don't believe that. I believe it's a demand side we recession. We've we, we talked yeah. about that a number of, number of times. But she is right that I do believe we're in a recessionary economy. I do believe that the inver- inverted yield curve, which normally precedes a recessionary economy, would typically have been corrected mm-hmm. by the Fed's inter- interest rate increases in the policy that we've seen so far. But because we had 14 years of artificial interest rate deflation, we haven't done enough to see that number move, and we haven't seen the long. The ten year is pricing in a recessionary economy right now, currently, currently, and we haven't done enough to move the needle because mortgage rates have fallen sub five percent again. There's a lot of people in the mortgage industry that are super happy about it, and I'm like, yo, this is this is the tide pulling back, right? When that yield curve starts to get out of the inverted inverted side, and ten year starts to move out, mm-hmm. you're gonna know we're, we're headed the right trajectory. But if we, all the things we've done now, right. Historic interest rate increases at the Fed haven't bumped that at all. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, it is bad. I mean, I did. I actually listened to that whole interview too. I mean, she went on to say that they're gonna continue to invest in innovation because that's what they believe. You listened to that whole interview. The whole interview. No and something shit. I found. Something that I found really interesting about Art. She's a big tech person. In, in she's the huge. Space, she's yeah. really big. The whole company's like geared around innovation, which is also sus because she's clearly not technologically savvy. But that's a whole <laughs> right. But then. Um, I, I just found out that their top holdings are companies that we've talked about laying off a bunch we of people. We talked a lot of shit about yeah, Meta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meta, Tesla, Coinbase, Shopify, all companies that we've talked about have yeah, been yeah. doing some layoffs. Yeah, yeah. And no, she she's made this last couple of years for her have been really tragically bad calls. Like ARK Investments was was down badly for a while. I mean, right. she, she's still not what I would call a sensational. Now, I will say she is a rare female leader in the space and and she's got a great track record in history up until the last couple right, of years. Right, I didn't know. But she was actually known as the richest self-made woman. Yeah. She, on, she, on the she, she's very now successful. she's down, I guess. Because she's made some bad calls right. in the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I am not a fan for a number of reasons. But I will say that you get you got to respect her pedigree and her resume. Mm-hmm. But clearly, all the things that she supports are all the companies that we've pointed to saying, like, these people have systemic fucking issues right. that, that are going to cause layoffs. But she, she said something that we've been we've been saying this whole time, too. The Fed's driving policy based off of lagging indicators. 1,000%. But I think at this point in time, we have to accept the reality that we're in. This is a new reality. So I don't judge anybody who doesn't appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Lagging indicators in this economy are going to lag a whole hell of a lot more than they had historically because all the things that we would normally move the needle needle with, they're just not enough right now. They're just not enough. Right. And this goes back to something else that we've always said on this podcast is, you know, not every recession is the same. Wow. You you were sounding fucking good tonight. Yeah, all black, color, everything yeah, outfit. All black, everything. What we're here wearing, <laughs> all black. Is blue. Are you colorblind? Is, is blue? I might be colorblind. You yeah. are colorblind. Fun fact for the audience. Yeah, exactly. So I is colorblind. Well, so I know, my wife, don't. my wife does not believe me. She thinks I'm lying. Really? Why is yeah. that? I have no idea. Just because I call everything blue, and sometimes I'm right. I'm just like logically, more things are going to be blue than purple. So I just guess blue all the time. That's a weird conversation between you and your wife. But all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's why I don't make. Color jokes with you. Right, I make fat jokes. There you That's, go. I'm trying to be respectful. Oh, there you go. Of Chris what is a I know respectful man. I'm a respectful. Yeah. When I insult somebody, I want them to know that it's true. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not coming from hurt. Uh, in any event, 
I want to talk about how this all segues from the stuff that she was talking about and the recessionary economies and the challenges that, that, that she was pointing to, to American household debt hitting a record $16.2 trillion as mortgages, credit card spending swell, delinquencies creep up. Man. That's a rough fucking headline. That's a, it, I mean, it hits a record, right? We're, we're talking about, you know, lagging indicators of unemployment. We know that number is going to go up. So this consumer debt's going up and you, we haven't even started losing jobs yet or losing wages yet. What, I mean, what can, what's to come? Well, it gets worse. So bolstered by higher interest rates and inflation, which thank you, uh, government for now making inflation worse with the inflation yeah, reduction, reduction act. act. Thank yeah, you. I can't get, I can't get the second act, R right yeah. now. Stupid ass. <laughs> I, I won't, I won't, I won't. Yeah. Total household debt rose to a record $16.2 trillion last quarter as credit card spending posted the biggest yearly spike in more than 20 years, the New York Fed Reserve reported on Thursday, warning that delinquencies are also starting to rise amid growing concerns over the broader economy. And I actually went to this article and read it. Okay. And there was another fun fact in it that I wrote down because I thought this was, I don't know why I didn't get the headline. The largest number of new credit card accounts were opened in Q2 of 2022 since 2008, as reported by the same study. God damn. What does that tell you? 2008 was the last time this many credit card accounts were open. So what? People are maxed out on their other credit cards and now they got to open new ones? It's a lifestyle thing, man. People are spending clearly more money than they're making. They're, they're, Mm -hmm. They're definitely diving down into trying to maintain a lifestyle that, that they that they used to be able to afford right. based on a lot of the support they were getting. But now you add in inflation, you add in some of the challenges. A lot of people work in two jobs. Yeah. That's also skewing the unemployment numbers a lot in my mind. Yeah. Um, I mean, with inflation being where it's at, it's I don't even I don't know if it's necessarily just people trying to maintain certain lifestyles where I think people are honestly having a hard time paying their bills. Oh, one thousand percent. Yeah. I mean, even even me, I'm feeling it on some level. Like I've noticed my bills have notably increased. Did you say even me? Damn, man, the ball's so hard. Well, I've just said oh, I've noticed my bills have even <laughs> increased. Even me, I have a hard I, time. I'm not. I'm not even. God damn it! There's no way to come back from no. that. Is there? Yeah. Okay. So even me, us rich folks, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's shit. Uh, well, I'm not afraid to log into my American Express bill. That makes you feel right. Better. Yeah. You know, exactly. I'm, no, I'm you like, gotta know. You gotta know what you're dealing. Unlike with. some 70 percent of Americans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> afraid to log into their shit. Uh, have you been checking the housing market at all lately? Have you been looking at your house? No, last no, time no, no. Yeah, you, 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 taught, you taught me not to. Good you, man. You came on me. You got me on me pretty hard the last time we did. But I wasn't doing it because I want to know how much my value is going yes, up. Yes, you were. I, I, no, Don't fucking lie to I'm everybody. looking Look, at, no, I'm looking got, at to see who, comparing. You got like seven or eight listeners now. Listener number five has identified <laughs> themselves a couple times. Yeah, I know. Which yeah. we confirmed our wives do not listen. And if you're listening to the show right now and you're not driving, yeah. shame on you for not leaving us a five-star honest review. Yeah, exactly. Shame on you. Come on. What are we you're only at? Like 80-some? 91, on. brother. 91. So we got, okay, those five listeners leave 81 reviews, huh? Yeah, so people get wrapped with people's phones. You leave it on your, you walk, you, go to, you got a favorite barista. Like, let me see your phone real quick. Like, you know, that's how you do <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. You get, you get 91 reviews out of that. Yeah. Trying to hit that hundo mark right. soon, you know what I mean? Yeah, let's get Dessert. there. Let's get there. Let's get yachted up. Yachted up. <laughs> <laughs> we, should we change our theme like intro to like boats and hoes? Yeah. <laughs> boats and hoes. <laughs> we should. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Step Brothers? We should do it. Yeah. That, that, that's, 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 I don't think that'll give us a release, but it, we can try. It's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll email. We'll, we'll get some laughs. Hey, uh, Mr. Will Farrell, uh, I live in Irvine. You're from Irvine. <laughs> yeah. Can we use your boats and hoes song for our <laughs> podcast? Uh, I'll come on the podcast and yeah. do it with you guys. Yeah. 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 He yeah. might. Yeah. yeah. That would be he, great. He might. 
All right, before uh, Saeed gets us any more off-topic, pending home sales were down 16% year-over-year, the largest decline since May of 2020. New listings of homes for sale were down 11% from a year earlier, the largest decline since June 2020. That's a nationwide study? That is a nationwide, from Redfin. Mm -hmm. Redfin, actually, believe it or not. And uh, the other fun fact, on average, 7.7% of homes for sale each week had a price drop, Mm -hmm. a record... uh, high as far back as data goes through the beginning of 2015 so i, mean, I know it sounds like we're just beating the same drum but i mean these numbers I'm are in fact shit out of that drum. yeah these numbers damn. are in fact changing we're not reporting the same shit week after week it's just more signs that you're are not your but our Bro, government you, me, you sound like i'm saying the same shit over no our, no i'm just saying like we're we're saying it and it's we're, i mean we're in a recession don't i mean you can change the definition all you want but and that's where Kathy Wood got it right. Like, so the one thing she did say is she kind of alluded to 1945, 1947-ish, somewhere in that range where there was one month of super high uh, inflation mm-hmm. and they and GDP was super high and, and that whole thing, or right. super negative, I should say. Um, as a result of that, they declared a recession after one quarter. Right. That's kind of what she was alluding to. And she was kind Three of saying Three consecutive that, months, right? Is what she said, yeah. Yeah, one quarter. And that's kind of what she was alluding to. And, and I get, I completely agree with that there. So... I think people get thrown off by people who are saying, well, not, you know, two quarters of, uh, of negative GDP isn't necessarily a recessionary economy. Well, I would say that that's correct, but the exceptions have typically been one quarter. Yeah. Not like three or four. Yeah, exactly. And now what we've seen with the government is we've seen uh, what seems to be a pretty valid motivation. This this act yeah. that they passed seems to be a pretty palpable reason why you don't want to have us in a recessionary economy right before you pass one of the biggest spending bills in history. Yeah, exactly. And all uh, you know on the heels of right coming into this election. Yeah, and that's that's where it sucks because as much as like you want to be like okay, like like the data economy, all this stuff is neutral to politics. It really isn't. No, it isn't because you had to use the reconciliation process to get Zero Republican votes to, you know, 100% Dem votes. And you're like... And still, Loch Ness Monster, our vice president, had to roll in the 11th hour. Oh, look what I did, you And throw down that. Yeah. Yeah. I did it. I did it. I'm, I'm alive. <laughs> uh, I'm here. And I voted. I don't like her at all. Kamala yeah. Harris. Yeah I'm, yeah. Not, yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan at all. I'm not a fan I can't remember the all. last vice president I was a fan of, so... Really? Joe yeah. Biden? Yeah. Oh, hey, he was cool back then. The memes of him and Obama were fire. You see that movie with uh, George W. Bush, Vice? Uh, oh, Cheney. Yeah, or Dick, yeah, yeah, or Dick, or Cheney, Dick Cheney. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't, se- I haven't seen it, no. I saw that on a plane, and it wasn't like the greatest movie ever, but I will say Christian Bale did a great job acting in it, but I believe, like the movie, like I believe like it was that fucked up, but basically Dick Cheney came to came up to, to George W. Bush. They're talking about this whole, like, I want you to be my vice president thing. Right. And he was like, yeah, you know, the vice president job is not really um, yeah. you know, a job for someone with my experience. And he kind of lists off all of experience, which was, you know, he had a great experience. Right. He's like, but we can come to an agreement. Where yeah. I, I do things like, you know, all of foreign I, talks. Yeah, like, I do everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and George W. Bush was like, yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. I, I'm good with that. Yeah, all exactly. Right. Yeah. But I mean, great president nonetheless, whatever. But it's it just, it's shocking to me that, to see that we look at politics and stuff like that. But uh, I'll tell you all this stuff. You know, there's been a growing argument online about, I think a lot of the, the stigma from like the Biden and Trump campaign is still out there. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who are blaming presidents for this. Yeah. I mean, come on. Th- you got to know, so... know better than that. I mean, you got you to gotta think to yourself, I mean, 
I have listened to maybe a handful of times Joe Biden has spoken, and it's it it's hard it's hard for him to keep it straight. So you got to think he's not he's not running any show. No, you know what I found out recently? Hmm. The president can't go number two. Yeah, I told you that. Yeah, you told me that, right? Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Well, no, he no, he, no hold on, hold on. He, he can can go number two. No, I'm not saying physically like, capable. Yeah, yeah. The he's president like, can physically not take a shit anymore. That's not what I'm no, saying. No, in other know. countries, he when he goes number two, uh, Secret Service picks it up because they don't want any foreign entities. To Is that only in other countries? Because you know how like they're going after Trump because he flushed notes down the toilet. <laughs> I did not know that. No. You know this? No. So apparently they're they're going after Trump because he allegedly flushed some notes that he shredded and threw down the toilet. But oh, on my way over here, I found out his house in Florida got raided. Yeah, it got raided. There's there's a whole lot of like political stigma around. That. I don't want to touch that Co- with ten foot pole. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, I don't I don't want to. Yeah, 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 the whole yeah, thing yeah, got yeah, raided. Yeah. But what I will say is there's photos of like his notes in a toilet. <laughs> and I'm like, what does this prove? Like, yeah, what, what are we what, trying what, to do here? Like, first of all, is he even allowed to flush his own toilet in yeah. the White House? Wait, like, wait, whose job was it to pick it up though? Who took the photo? Who yeah. was like, oh, there's notes on a toilet. Maybe we should take a photo of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why? Yeah, exactly. Like, why is that a thing? Yeah. But yet here we are. Exactly. Talking about presidential shits. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we do. That's what we're good at. <laughs> that is what we're good at. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm pretty good at it. So. To bring all this up to a nice little kind of rosy package, I've been getting a lot of people hitting me up asking me my thoughts on this act. And there is no reduction of inflation coming from it. Mm-hmm. I believe that this is nothing to do with inflation. If, if anything, this is the absolute wrong time to do it. And I also believe that the American people will largely not understand how toxic this is for the current economic climate because the word inflation is in it and they want inflation to be better. Right. Mm-hmm. It should not be labeled that. There's very little to do to help it, if anything at all, in the long term. And it, in the near term, it makes it worse. We are at historical inflation numbers. Historical highs, 9.1%. I believe it's going to probably go up. And for us to pass this right now shows a significant human disconnect to what the most, the majority of people are going through and we're playing off of emotions to get votes. Yeah, exactly. That's fucked up. It is really fucked up. And when you really dive in deeper to those last minute carve outs that, you know, granted, I mean, it's $35 billion, right? That they're saving. Like, that's the kind of stuff you're like, that could go towards our problem where th- those things are now getting carved out. And that's the disgusting part about all of it. I honestly find that the tax thing more disgusting. We're, we're arming the IRS with, I mean, over half, $45 billion is going to enforcement. Yeah, to audit more. To generate more money from Americans. So Americans are already earning less because of inflation. Cost of, of goods is going up in general. Mm-hmm. Their, their housing costs are going up, mm-hmm. right? All these things are starting to mount against us, the people. Yeah. The people. Yeah. Yeah, all of us. You just aligned yourself with the people. The people. I did. <laughs> uh, I'm one of the homies. Yeah, you're one of the homies. One yeah. of us. But I see you're sweating over there, man. Are you afraid of getting audited? I am sweating. Bro. Like, I don't know <laughs> what the fuck is going on tonight. Like, I'm sweating. I've had to wipe my ears like three times. It's like, I'm Dude, I've never, I've never, off. I've never been audited in like, I don't have much, I don't have much to hide, but just I've the, been audited. The, the, the thought of it. It is like freaks. a colorectal exam. The thought and of it freaks fun. me out. It should freak you out. It and is they, not a fun experience. So how many, how many years can they go back? 
Uh, they get to keep seven years. Of tra- I don't know how how many years they can go back. They've gone back three on me. But they can go. Ba- I think they, they can they go, go back, back seven, three, and if they find something, they can go back even further. So they went back three on me, and I got to tell you, it was not a fun experience. And keep in mind, like I don't keep like meticulous tax records. Right. Most of the things are online these days, but yeah, I mean they're asking about donations and stuff like that. And and for before anybody jumps my shit, I make donations. Right. Right. And I like I. You go to schools, you make donations to schools. Yeah. It's not because I'm like, yo, I'm balling out. 50 grand for you, 50 grand <laughs> yeah, yeah. for you. Right. It's it's just it's just because you want to reduce your tax benefit. It's either you pay the IRS or you pay, you know, right. charity. Exactly. So when you're on boards, like you donate money. When you're on you, this is just what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's, it's, it's a tax system game. And then that's what you do. So I I do that. But to go back and say to people you donated to, hey man. I'm being audited by the IRS right now. And I didn't keep the receipt you gave me <laughs> yeah. for that donation. Yeah. You think you can hook me up? I'm, I'm going to need that. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to go ahead and need that receipt now. <laughs> yeah, go Especially if you want another donation next year. Yeah. Could you put a zero behind that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, hook me up. I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not a, it's not a good situation. Uh, so where, so this now, so actually it goes now to the house. You literally had no idea what to say right there. No, but you, you it's, look, no, it's supposed to mean like pause. So it's supposed to go to the house and it's expected to get passed, passed in the house. I mean, because is, the house this, is predominantly democratic. Right. And this is where. Democrats. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's expected to pass there. I mean, where, where do you see it going from here? I think it will get passed because I don't think most of Americans really understand what it is. They're not going to do anything besides read the highlight reel if, if they're going to read anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't think most Americans will. I think they get most information and news now from social media. Right. Uh, I mean, think about it this way. Most people are short form format driven. Mm-hmm. They're very lucky to have an astonishing podcast like the higher standard to listen to to get really good right. and unbiased feedback. And, mm-hmm. and if this show has blessed you in any way, you should pass it along to your friends and family and say, hey, guys, these guys are amazing. Yeah. One of them's thick, one of them's not thick. It's very you. You could judge size diverse, and uh, you should listen to the show because they've helped me understand that the Inflation Bullshit Act uh, is bullshit, complete bullshit. And they 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 title these things just to get you. I mean, look, I, I think it's going to get passed. I think most Americans aren't going to understand the ramifications, and I think right now because people are so afraid of inflation, it's just going to happen. Just this is what it is, right? Meanwhile, home prices are still. I I I've. I've been looking a lot at home prices and values, and I think that we get locked into the whole mentality of the last recession I lived through, last recession I lived through. I mean, it was it was significant enough for most people to remember. I mean, that's definitely how how I'd look at it. Right, but that's not how every recession... I mean, if you lived through the Great Depression, right, where unemployment shot up to the highest it's ever been, mm-hmm. that, that is largely why it was a depression, is people just didn't have money, didn't have jobs. They um, That was a completely different stimulus. So the next time a recessionary economy rolled around, it didn't mm-hmm. feel the same way. Right. This one's weird, man. We, we've done a lot of things. I think we've hit an inflection point with politics. And, and I think that the, the government is now having a toxic impact on fiscal policy in a way that's not supposed to be this way. So I'm hearing now people starting to talk about deflation. Yeah. Right? And they're, yeah. Really, they're really starting to throw this around. So the definition of deflation is a general decline in prices for foods and services typically associated with a contraction in the supply of money mm-hmm. and credit in the economy, right? During deflation, the purchasing power of currency rises over time, right? Yeah, I think that's a long shot at best. And it's, it's, it's going to be a while, right? But something that they're citing, right, is copper, 
right? Oh, they're starting to talk about his yeah. copper, right? And these and sa- gold these sappy assholes yeah. call it Dr. Copper, right? Uh, which is the bellwether for economic activity, right? That had copper's down fifty six percent from his three year high. Yeah, and a lot of people go into metals like that, like gold, like silver, like copper, as inflation hedges. But there is no true hedge against inflation. Right, it's just to keep investing where you're investing. But that is tend to, people tend to put their things in something that's tactile they can feel. You yeah, know, mm-hmm. these commodities that are that they can hold in a safe. I'll, I'll say this: so we are in under the technical definition a stagflation economy if mm-hmm. unemployment drops down it's inflation is kind of like the last barometer for official stagflation definition although i would say it's not oh not, not inflation so inflation going up while you have the other three for recessionary economy gives you stagflation stagflation is recessionary inflation mm-hmm. we are going through that right and most definitely by the time September rolls around, you get another jobs report and get the new inflation number, I think you're going to wind up in a situation where stagflation is undeniable and recession is undeniable. To get from there to deflation, right? that's a prolongated process. And I think that there's some valid points there, right? You're going to see the credit mar- metrics get tighter. Mm-hmm. As people take on this massive amount of debt, student loan debt, all-time high. Yep. Credit card debt is out of control right now. New, new accounts we just talked about opening up is super huge. Right. And auto debt is is insane. And auto repossessions are starting to pick yeah, up. Underwater. Right? Underwater. There's supply issues there. People are paying over MSRP. It, it's all it's a whole thing. Right. So that's non-household debt, those three factors. And and these these corporations really need unemployment to kick up, right? In order to really to battle this inflation. Yeah, well, so that's a natural byproduct. It, by the time you're actually impacting inflation, mm-hmm. unemployment will go up. And we've seen the things like layoffs start to creep up. Right. But I don't think that you've seen it enough to really make unemployment move significantly. Certainly not when 3.5% is the number we tick down to. It, it would be interesting to see if, if inflation ticks down and we get the CPI number on Wednesday. Right. Uh, yeah, Wednesday. That's down a little bit. It'll be interesting to see if that followed by a an unemployment rise will give the Fed a little bit of a relief going into... Because keep in mind, the Fed makes decisions off of lagging indicators. It, it's really hard for them to kind of nail where the economy is going. Plus, there's all these data points and factors mm-hmm. coming in. It's really hard. I mean, the job is not easy. I mean, we criticize a lot because hindsight being 2020, and we're just two assholes with microphones. But it's not an easy job. And, and, I, and I hope that they get that lucky, but I don't believe that they will. Right. So deflation over time, as credit markets dry up, because these things are going to get really over. People are overextended right now. As, as credit markets dry up, right? We are, we're saying that it's there's a demand issue, right? So if prices for food and services, right, are coming down, right, right, then these corporations aren't making as much money. Mm-hmm. That's when people start to have to get laid off mm-hmm. or wages have to come down mm-hmm. or people have to now leave their jobs because they're not getting paid as much, right? Yep. And it, like now you can start to see how these things are lagging indicators. Right. And that's, that's, so I had somebody, I posted a short to, I think it was YouTube shorts. And I was talking about how unemployment needs to go up. This has to happen. And I cited all the companies, Meta, you know, uh, Siemens, and I Mm -hmm. listed them all off and, and Shopify, Spotify, all the people who laid up people off. Mm -hmm. Robin Hood. Yeah. Just because I like mentioning them. Yeah. And some guy responded, this is fake news. The unemployment just ticked down. And I'm like, look, man, you don't understand. Like, this is going to happen. This is a real thing. 
And it's well, I'll wait until see the I'll wait until I see the data, you know, before I before I, I well, say that. I mean, so you're you're telling me an economic phenomenon which is well documented, and I can point to the last recession that was outside of the even the COVID recession, but I wanted to point to the last real official non-sponsored recession, if you will, the the Great Recession. This is exactly what happened in unemployment numbers. Even though recessionary economies are different, what happens to these numbers? Right, it's always the same. Right. Because in order to battle these things from a Fed monetary policy, they're just a natural well, these, byproduct. The, that unemployment number can't stay down forever, right? These things have to come up and down. They always do. Right. Yeah, exactly. there's, no, there's no stagnant unemployment exactly. number. And, and there's, a, there's a huge school of thought, and I'm in that school of thought, that a super low unemployment like this and not having enough migration with workers in the economy is a very bad thing. Yeah. If people aren't moving to different jobs, it's kind of like vacancy in the apartment building world. Mm-hmm. If you don't have any vacancy at all, there's typically a problem. You're usually not at market rent, mm-hmm. right? Right. And that's not a good thing for you as an investor. Right. So seeing like a 3 to 5% vacancy, even in like some of the best markets around the country, yeah. that's a good thing. Right. That's, so stable. that's a stable it, It's amount. a stabilized property. Right. And that's somebody who's usually turning those units, raising rents, doing the things they need to do in order to get the market to the best position that it needs to be in. If unemployment is stagnant mm-hmm. or too low... Right. You don't have enough people migrating to different companies for now, different jobs. It's not it, a healthy economy. Exactly. Imagine you have an, an apartment complex where all, each unit is being rented out at $3,000 in a high market and then shit hits the fan. People can't afford that bill. You, you have to evict somebody. Now you can't find someone to pay that, that mm-hmm. same rental amount to now cover all your costs. Look at you bringing it right back home. That's what I do. God damn. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't look at me like that. I'm not your wife. like that. You're my wife right now. No. Big <laughs> sexy man, you. Yeah, exactly. With your black shirt yeah, on. Yeah, I'm the true alpha. <laughs> I had an argument with somebody earlier today. You uh, have an argument? Nah. You Come on, like, man. Called me beta. It's <laughs> like, bitch, please. I'm alpha as shit, boy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> alpha as shit. There you go. That's the title. Alpha as shit? Yeah. Is, is, that, is that the title of the episode? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Saeed, the beta one. This is Chris. <laughs> no, Alpha man. is shit. Uh, I'm going to hold back on my joke. You know, why are you holding uh, back now? Uh, if, I'm the, if I'm the beta, why are you the one with the titties? <laughs> that wire's going right in between your cleavage. You can make a bounce again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> After my last testosterone shot last week, like, like they gave me the shot and something stung. It felt weird. Uh-huh. I'm like, why does that feel weird? <laughs> it stung, right? I got home. I'm like, damn, this hurts. Yeah. Now it's like all itchy and stuff. Yeah. I've been scratching my ass like, oh, like, like oh, oh, no. It's, it's just, it's not, a, it's Wait, not you a good situation. I haven't asked yet. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to call him up and be like, hey, look. No, I got, I got an itch. He's like, if you give me, sir, a, the rash section is an aisle five. you guys give me gonorrhea? I know you gave me gonorrhea. <laughs> I've got booty gonorrhea. Was that, a, was that a used needle? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't feel right. Oh man. Did you guys give Saeed a shot with this needle first? Uh, it, just, it, just, it was all wrong. No. But all right, brother. Well, that, that's uh, that's forty five minutes, and this follows on the heels of a two hour episode we did with your boy Adam. That's coming out tomorrow, for yeah. everybody. Yeah, I hope everyone enjoys that one. It was a really really fun one for us. But you said that, said that last episode. We yeah, talked I can't, about I can't, I can't get enough of it. I want to. I'm, I'm excited for it myself. It feels like you got a man crush. Rightfully so, though. Oh, stop. <laughs> ah. <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, Saeed, you've talked too much. Let's say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Good job. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) 
I hope you enjoyed today's conversation on the Higher Standard Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you are listening to this on. If you like this episode, please write a review and share it with us. You're getting the show up and running right now, so every message, every review, and every note counts. This show exists to showcase what's possible when leaders decide to uphold a higher standard for their businesses, their investments, their families, and most importantly, themselves. If you want to see more of my content, I post daily on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. So be sure to follow me on your favorite social media platform. And with that, it is a wrap. And as always, I look forward to hanging with you all on the next episode.